Hello. I was wondering if I might trouble you for a cup of strong black coffee and in the process engage you with an anecdote of no small amusement. Hello, and welcome to another episode here at Nerd Herder. I am J-Dub. Yes. That is boop. <laughs> I never know if I'm introducing you or if you're going to introduce yourself. Yes. Uh, it is a yes day. Uh, and yes, we are here, you're here, uh, and we're glad you're here because we are here to talk about some Star Wars with some uh, lovely, lovely guests. We always, we blow the Patreon budget on guests. Um, if they ask where the check is, it's in the mail. The good I don't sweet know what boys to tell are you. here. Yes. Um, because, uh, you know, as always, whenever we think of a particular topic, we nap by, nap by now know our pickle, weird space friends, whatever we call them now, uh, so well, we're just like, oh, you know, they would be perfect. They would um, be. And, and they some, are. Sometimes it's also a matter of, oh, they would be perfect. And, oh, yeah. they don't like each other. And then we get this episode with Jared and uh, Scotty that happened One where we talk about Sith and just a lot of sarcastic comments. <laughs> we talked about, we talked about Asherat. It's true. <laughs> you, you talked about Maul. Scotty, I don't even know what he was doing. Is Maul my Asherat <laughs> I stopped paying attention to my own show for a second. But uh, yeah, we think of our amazing people to join us for amazing conversations. And uh, that's what we have for you today, as always. Uh, but before we get there, just some uh, shout outs and housekeeping, as always. You might be tired of hearing of it. Uh, you may see it all the time on Twitter, but we're going to constantly remind you that Amadala Initiative exists at Amadala Helps on Twitter, and it's something you should be checking out and supporting if you can. Um, if not directly, if you're you want to do good, but also like look out for your number one homie yourself. Look, there's people that are selling art, merch, all kinds of things that go on to benefit some Amadala dope Helps, stickers. like us. Get some Nerd Herder merch and support Amadala Helps, or just pay it directly, whatever, but check it out. Uh, Amadala Helps is supporting uh, Equality Texas, which uh, helps with LGBTQ plus families, particularly trans uh, youth, um, those who may be affected by current legislation, but just in general helps them have access to things that people should just have access to, regardless of who you are. Uh, and so uh, something you definitely want to check out. But also, uh, what choice fundraiser? I was told it's not an initiative. No, it it's is a not. fundraiser. I don't know that that part matters, but it's okay. Uh, what choice fundraiser, uh, which is helping to support uh, access to healthcare for those uh, with uteri? Is that mm -hmm. that's the right word, right? Uteruses. Uteruses. Yes, those seeking abortion. <laughs> I went to school with a uterissa. Uh, <laughs> no. How dare no, you steal right. <laughs> my joke and then do normally it poorly? I, normally it's anime, but like you know, we'll, well get there. School with an anime. Uh, <laughs> Anyway, uh, for uh, anyone who might have been affected with the repeal of Roe v. Wade or just in general needs uh, more access, more education, more help um, to all of the things associated with uh, contraception and parenthood and all of that, uh, guess what? Uh, what Choice uh, is helping support uh, some great organizations who directly impact that. So two great organizations that have information in the description for you to check out if you haven't already. Uh, and if you have, do it again. Just check it out, man. The uteruses aren't going anywhere, man. Mm. Um, well, you know, I mean, <laughs> just do it. 
I don't know what this intro is anymore. So let's start the episode. We've got the lovely Eli and Jacob from In a Galaxy Pod with us today. The sweet boys. Hopefully they can save us from this insanity. (laughs) Thank you Uh, so much. No breaks on this train. Um, How are you boys doing tonight? I am doing all right. I'm doing fine. I'm happy to be here. I was absolutely blushing at that introduction, and I absolutely second <laughs> the two organizations that you mentioned. Um, I know they I know they do great work, and I, I wholeheartedly support um, what they are doing. Um, so I appreciate the shout out for those as well. Absolutely. Uh, we're, no, we're you have a good. Oh, go ahead, Eli. Oh, sorry. I was going to say, you have a good talent of, of, of selecting guests who do, in fact, hate each other. Um, as Jason and I do. That's true. Um, <laughs> I, I, I'm glad I have talent in one area of life. I'll take it. I will take it. Um, yeah, I, I just, I love the heart behind it. Like, yes, uh, you know, you could support organizations directly and, you know what, nothing's stopping you. But I just love the passion of Star Wars fans that when stuff happened, Um, You know, when unfair legislation was happening in Florida and Texas, Star Wars fans responded, uh, spread information, put together fundraisers. Uh, When Roe v. Wade went backwards, like uh, fans jumped on that of, all right, this is a chance for us to put into practice what we've learned from this galaxy of fiction that we love. And that's what makes Star Wars and the things we love so meaningful is it's not just a movie. If it can inspire you to do amazing things like this, Star Wars is so much more than movies and comics and TV shows. It's, it's special. It's therapy. It's therapy, yes. Uh, many a time have I come home and I'm like, it's a, it's a Phantom Menace kind of day, you know? Um, I don't know. I, I've oh, never yeah. asked this. Uh, I've been very forward. We've been very forward. Like The Phantom Menace is like our comfort Star Wars movie. It's our favorite. Do you guys have like a, oh man, I'm having a day. I'm in a mood. I need to put on some Star Wars. What's the one you're putting on? Wow, not in the script. That is a, a good tricky question. one. <laughs> Yo, you want to go first, or should I? Um, should I take this? I have an answer if you need time. Do you have anything? I'm try- still trying to figure out mine. I have a few around my head. Eli's like, "What's a Star Wars?" <laughs> There's nine movies. So you know, no and this is a bit. I I feel a bit odd saying this, even, but it's got to be Attack of the Clones. And the reason oh, I say I it feels it. odd is because when I originally watched the Star Wars movies. I did not like Attack of the Clones very much, but as the years have gone by, um, you know, as I as I discovered the Clone Wars, as I discovered novels, as I discovered comics, as I discussed and got deeper and and rewatched and rewatched and rewatched, I I grew to like it more and more, and and it's my esteem for it kind of just went up and up and up, and now it's it's definitely one of the ones that I that I turned to um and actually when Eli and I were were doing our chronological rewatch really long time ago actually <laughs> or a long time it feels like a long time ago a couple years when we were doing Attack of the Clones Two years. Um, that's when that's when it hit me and I was like wow I've really done a full 180 on this this movie awesome. it used to do nothing for me and now I just I watch it I feel like I'm being wrapped in a warm fuzzy blanket I, lo- I love, love that so it. much um, we're, we're big advocates of like, give things other chances, um, you know, come back to things, uh, you, you know, I, I, I could like beef today and tomorrow be like, that's disgusting. What the world? No, give me, give me some, uh, jalapeno poppers or something like 
people change. I mean, and, and film opinions are no different. Uh, and, and, that was a weird metaphor. Uh, you know, I don't think these things through, okay? I can tell. <laughs> also, I'm hungry. <laughs> um, but my point, I, I love hearing that people return to something and regardless of where they started, it could be absolute hate or it could just be meh. Uh, but hearing you come back to it and it's like, no, I like this. I, I dig it a lot. That That's awesome. Uh, Eli, have you thought of one? I do have my answer now. Um, I okay. was trying to think, should I should should I um, say a cancelable take on here um, or should I save it? And then I'm like, on Nerdrer, definitely I should. So I'm going to say it. Oh, okay. Twitter, go wild. Um, the, back, the last half hour of The Rise of Skywalker is so incredibly mm. feel good. Um, and I love it so much. And, uh, like, like the, there's nothing that hits quite more than those, they're the, than Poe saying, you know, there's too many of them worth around it and Lando coming in. There are more of us and seeing the entire yes. fleet come yes. in. Like, oh. it, it's just one of those great, great moments. Um, and, and also Ray Skywalker is one of those also fist pumping moments where you see Ray oh, finally, absolutely. like, achieve her destiny and all that kind of stuff. Absolutely. Um, thank you. We've got Juice in the chat uh, who appreciates juice? my shotgun analogies. I'm not, I'm not familiar with that, but one in I think I just throw it. Oh, okay. I was going to say, I just throw it at the wall and whatever hits. I like, spaghetti. like spaghetti. Like <laughs> spaghetti. There sure you it's go. Done. Um, yes. that, and that's a wonderful reminder to uh, anyone checking it out <laughs> after the fact. Maybe you're in the future and you're listening to this on your ride home. You could be having more fun by checking it out live. And Don't we'd love and to invite you. Uh, no, Nerd Herder and Drive. Absolutely. Um, You'll just so. be throwing up your hands in confusion too many times and letting go of the wheels is just not a good idea. But it's perfect, uh, Jacob, that you mentioned coming back around to Attack of the Clones because, you know, uh, one of the uh, original titles for this that was too long and vetoed very quickly was, uh, you know, Ended the Clone Wars Has. Um, because I feel like Bad Batch season one went hard on the, all right, we're closing the chapter uh, that is the Clone Wars. We are moving on. And yeah. We're not quite, obviously, to Andor. We're not to um, Rogue One or Kenobi even, uh, but we're no longer in the past. Uh, and, and so I think it's interesting, you know, 20 years later now, this premiered last year, so a little less than that, uh, but 20 years from when we saw this begin and got the answer to what was old crazy Ben talking about when he said Clone Wars, mm -hmm. um, that we see we're moving on. The galaxy is moving on. Um, when this was announced, did you instantly have any ideas or theories what this was? Because I like this was a big surprise for me because... I was just glad to get those Bad Batch episodes in season seven. I was like, okay, that's finally canon. They're cool. I'm done. Uh, and then all of a sudden, no, they're getting their own show. So did you have any like, oh, maybe this can happen. Maybe that's going to happen. Did you have any thoughts beforehand of what this might be? Um, or were you just booping it up and just like, I have no thoughts. No thoughts at all. It is empty as a Ming boss. <laughs> Just waiting for Dave Filoni. To Bad Batch is one of Bad Batch was definitely one of those series that slipped under the radar for me. Like I, I remember there were certain projects I was more excited about, and certain projects I was less, I was less excited about. Um, and Bad Batch, I saw the announcement, I was like, 
okay, <laughs> we're doing this. Yeah. Um, it wasn't like I, I, I didn't hate the idea. I'm just like, of all the post order 66 stories you could tell, this is the one. That's an interesting choice. Um, and the show, I, to its credit, I think proved that, that to be a very good choice. Um, I remember the entire season kind of a little bit worried um, because they were introducing so many familiar characters in. I'm like, oh no, well, let me guess. They're going to be in some hot water and then Ahsoka's going to save them at the end of the season. <laughs> um, she's just going to come back for the 17th time. And I love Ahsoka as a character. Um, and, and they didn't do that. I'm like, oh. But it is a thing. It, it, it is a thing. Yeah. I mean, yeah, you, can, you can enjoy it and also acknowledge like, no, that's a, that's a David Filoniism right there. Um, yes, yes, it is. Yeah, I mean, I, I think that kind of sums up. I think I was in the same boat with you of just like, oh, okay. I mean, I'd been asking for more animation, uh, you know, and especially after they'd brought Clone Wars back for season seven, I was like, okay. I mean, you, beggars can't be choosers, I guess. Um, what about you, Jacob? You know, I'm trying to I'm trying to think back, um, and I, I can't remember exactly how I felt about it. I think same as Eli, it was definitely one of the projects when it was announced. I kind of went, eh, okay, we'll see, mm-hmm. we'll see. Um, I definitely didn't have huge expectations. I didn't I didn't come into it like having a big problem with it or really really having um, high hopes. I kind of just I think like a lot of people, I was kind of just like, oh, it's probably just going to be, you know, season eight of the Clone Wars or whatever, <laughs> you know, we'll, we'll see. Yeah. I don't know. Um, so I think um, from that perspective, I was pleasantly surprised um, with where it went. I wasn't always, um, I, I wasn't always thrilled with the execution of the season as it went on, um, but fundamentally very happy with it nonetheless yeah well and and i i think that's another thing that was kind of coupled into it because it was clone wars animation because they had just shown off bad batch and everything it did feel like all right this is the way we sneak in more of this thing um but uh i i and maybe that's why it had such a definitive like all right we've gotta like draw the line and separate that show that era from what we want to do with these characters in this story um like had the way you mentioned that makes my brain go oh maybe that was the point <laughs> um now was i right in assuming that you were just like whatever i'll, I'll take i'll take what they give me or did I mean, you have some thoughts about it you weren't wrong <laughs> the thought was clones yes i enjoy the clones I'm, I'm excited about this like I, I feel like I had a lot of the same enjoyment of it that I did uh, the Domino Squadron arc. Mm. I, I love individuality, individuality in clones, and I love when that gets to sh- be shown off. It's so much fun, and I want to see more of it. But it's very likely that we're not going to get any more of it. Well, I mean, we're getting we're getting um, season two, uh, and I yeah. think that's a good start. Sorry, Boba has thoughts, and we're not listening, so he's grabbing his uh toy squeaky toy yeah (laughs) that was that was everybody check your boba shows up unprompted on your bingo card um but yeah yeah we're 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 getting season two we're getting more of this and what i like is that they're leaning into this is a clone show yeah as as we should have 
more of honestly like there's so many different perspectives in the clone wars era mm-hmm. we have many that you enjoy exactly yes. and many that i very much enjoy um and we've only tapped into a few i i really want more stories like from a certain point of view from the perspective of other generals from clones even from like separatists i think yeah. that would be excellent storytelling i want to know you know what love is well yes that too <laughs> um i want to know where more people fell in line with the empire empire or not the empire like it, i have a lot of thoughts and my head is not as empty as it may seem sometimes <laughs> well no yeah that's selling it short I, I like have a I, coherent you, 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 thought once in a while uh, a lot of times actually you just have a superpower of being able to turn it off and enjoy things um that i wish more star wars fans could have it's the benefit of 100% not giving a heck. <laughs> now, uh, you know, I mean, and, and, you know, Eli, you mentioned like, okay, this is the post order 66 thing we're going to do. Like we've been getting a lot of that lately. Mm-hmm. And I, you know, yeah. I love that this is uniquely clone perspective too. Cause I mean, and understandably like order 66 kicks in, they are not who we knew them to be. Um, and so obviously the perspective has been and and is primarily uh, intrigued with Jedi. What do they think? How are they going to get out of this? Or or you know how did this you know iconic Jedi meet their end? Like it's always Jedi, Jedi, Jedi. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I didn't expect this show so much to take that. No, this is post Order sixty six for clones. Um, Which and, is a story that I've wanted for a long time. Yeah, and and it was a little bit different than I'm sure you or many would have been like like, I, but like I'm what I'm and not to jump ahead, but what I'm excited at, about is getting uh you know fan favorite clone characters like Cody to come back in season two, yes. so we get that perspective from someone who did commit Order sixty six, yes, albeit he did. ineffectively. He committed very hard. <laughs> Didn't finish the job, but committed. <laughs> Yeah. Um, or as the meme I love to, as the meme I love to quote says, everybody's doing a great job except Cody. Except, except Cody. Cody. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. He did his best. I'd like to think that he missed on purpose because, like, that little bit of <laughs> love of Obi Wan kicked in, but no. Right. And that. Yeah. I mean, who knows? I I look forward to where his story will go. Um. You know, I'm well, actually, so like for me, that was one of the things like, all right, this is announced. What could make this more interesting? I was thinking about Cody. I was like, I want to see characters like Cody, those that are on the other side of Ordy 66. I want to see how they're experiencing things. Mm-hmm. I want um, a panic attack. And, is what and I, want. I thought that would be a part of what we got in season one. I see why we didn't. Um, so we could get to know these characters. Mm-hmm. But I'm excited that that is... And we did. Like, Crosshair is... Well, true. We, we got it with Crosshair and we got it with Hauser. Uh, we got some perspective. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Cody's just... Cody's like Obi-Wan. You know, we talked about Kenobi last week. And we talked about Obi-Wan as this poster boy for the Jedi. Cody is the poster boy for clones. Yes. Like, he's yeah. the good boy. He follows the yeah. orders. I want to know what he thinks about all this, you know? Mm-hmm. Um and you know, so I just had an awful thought. What would have been even more effective that moment in Kenobi with the clone holding out his helmet? Oh, if it was orange, if it if was, was Cody. Oh yeah, no, Cody's yeah. too good for them to put in the gutter. It's true. <laughs> he probably was, you know, 
fold it in to the first batch of stormtroopers. I, I was actually yeah, thinking well, about that scene. Mm-hmm. Sorry, um, I was gonna say I was thinking about that scene um, just a few minutes ago when we were talking about like the clones' role and all that kind of stuff. And I'm like, it's interesting to view that scene um, as like because we don't know what's happening with the bad batch, but that could be their fate if they're not careful. Mm-hmm. Very true. They could end up yeah. begging on the streets. Exactly. Yeah, because I mean, by and large, you know, when Clone Wars happened, we had the beginning and the end. I mean, we had the the end to an umph degree. Like we we knew where they were going for twenty years from now, but we knew all right, war starts on Geonosis. We know war ends execute order sixty six. Um, so like with Clone Wars, there was pizzazz and energy, and there was uh, draw and attention. But at the end of the day, we all know where this is going, yeah. um, and and not to say that that took air out of the tires at all, but with Bad Batch, this is a completely new idea, new show. Um, I, I think it's exciting to not know where these characters uh, end up, um, to not have a, a definite, oh, well, because in episode you know six at 35 minutes and 20 seconds, we see that, we know this means they make it out. Like, we don't, we don't know mm-hmm. what they're doing, what they're up to 20 years later. So And I love that. I love be- all of the freshness that we're getting right. right now. It's becoming so increasingly rare in Star Wars, I think, to get that uh, to get that freshness. So I absolutely, absolutely. agree yeah. with you all that it's incredibly exciting to see, especially in a TV show. Not like oh, often some you know book or comic that some people are going to read, but it's in a a very popular among Star Wars fans, a very popular TV show. Well, and I think the era of Mandalorian and Boba Fett are really good for that because they exist in a period where there's so much time that so much could happen in the 35 or 30 years. Uh-huh. Eli, you're the nerd. 30. 30. 30. 30. Right. We're called He's nerd herder. Yeah. E- Eli is the secret nerd in the nerd herd. We're, we're, we're just, we're the bantha. Eli is a um, trivia Elfron- demon. <laughs> I, by the way, Elfrona, um, I, I do want to do a little parenthetical on Elfrona. Jared's been wanting that plant to be destroyed. And technically, <laughs> in the most of recent issue of Souls, uh, in the Soul 100 uh, thing that he did, oh, yeah. um, Kylo Ren orders for the Elfrona outpost, the higher public Elfrona outpost, to be orbitally bombarded. <laughs> and I texted that to Jared when I found that out, and he was like, Okay, justice has been served. Justice. There you go. That's because Jared gets Kylo, and Kylo's a bitter little boy, too. And it's I say true. that lovingly. I love that bitter, wide boy, okay? Don't, don't come wide. for me. Um, I don't remember my train of thought before Elfrona, which can we just all agree is a stupid name? Like, I don't know. I like it. Of all Star Wars names, man, Elfrona. Elfrona. That sounds like some like 1700 Victorian girl's name. Like, you know, <laughs> 1701, the most popular name for girls was Elfrona. Elfrona. <laughs> Put that in your trivia and smoke uh, it. No wonder Jared could. I, like, I side with Jared on oh, that wow. one, okay? I'm Ooh. sorry. That's a silly name. Who would Uh-oh. remember that? Who would remember that? We're not gonna the funny thing about that is not that he didn't know it. It's that he did, and he was so close. Like, he had, he knew the planet I was talking about. He just couldn't pull oh. the name. That's hey, what her look, that's the I, you were talking about the period between Jedi and um, Force Awakens, though. Yes. Um, 30 years. Yes. Thank 
man, Eli, you are invited on every show from now on. <laughs> <laughs> He's our producer. You are our producer now. We will pay you in Skittles. Um, yeah, like Man- Mando and Boba, and I just rewatched Boba, so I'm I'm kind of biased. Nerd. But like, uh, he could live a long and fulfilling life and die before Episode Seven happens. Like. Mm-hmm. As a Boba fan, I'm perfectly okay with that. And that still leaves us all of that time to play with. Um, that's very freaking interesting. You know, getting shows like Andor, uh, I'm excited for. Getting um, movies like Rogue Squadron, I'm excited for. But they play in a sandbox that's got beginnings and ends and, and prerequisites. Oh, man. It, it's got to be interesting and, and fun to be able to play in something that, like, other than you can't do that to those characters, like your your little clone boys can do whatever they want. And that's that's exciting, I think. Yeah. I mean, there's something so fun about, like you said, the sandbox of it all. Uh, that's why I'm so excited about Taika Waititi's Star Wars, because as he said, completely new, completely unattached. Well, it's in the Star Wars universe, obviously. Sure. But as long as long as one of uh, the vampires from what we do in the shadows. Just, yes. Just randomly shows us. <laughs> just somebody in the background. Creepy paper. <laughs> no, I, I would give anything to see Nandor in Star Wars. As a huge fan of that show, I would give anything to see Nandor like using yes. the Force. Now, the actor, like, make make him a Jedi in a heartbeat because, oh, man, yeah. like, he, he is, is wide. built like a tank. Like, I want to... And even like he was messing around in that one episode where he was teaching the doll how to sword fight. And I'm like, no, he's like legit. Like, give him a sword fight scene in this show. He's amazing. It's in one of the teasers. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, I'm I'm game. I am game. Um, I just think Taika the voice stuff in this movie too. It's true. Um, yeah. Like more of him. He's he's already set a precedent with IG11, uh, and he's yeah. great at. He, I think he's an underrated actor, actually, um, and mm-hmm. uh, and, I, and I think he needs. I, I, and most importantly, he knows how to execute his jokes. Absolutely, <laughs> Eli. True. Have you watched the Gay Pirate Show? I have not. Uh, our flag means death. For context, yes, because <laughs> I mean I, I, that could mean anything. Um, Put it on the list. No, I, I, I've heard Boob talk at large about the Gay Pirate Show. No, yes, you, you have. Eli has seen the pirates who don't do anything. Don't you know? <laughs> but they're not gay; they're vegetables. The vegetables can know. be whatever they want, man. I don't know. Um, I mean, I'm a little suspect of Paul Gray. Anyway, I, I do agree though. Like it's one of the joke. things I really enjoyed about Free Guy, uh, it, it was Taika. Like he was a full-on character. Um, and he's great at little tidbits and everything, but he was a full-on character. And and absolutely what you said, like, he he knows how to do that. Uh, if he wants a character to be a certain thing, he's probably the best to do it. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm just waiting for the Nutty Professor version of Taika film where he just plays everybody. Like, and if that's yeah. his Star Wars... He becomes the D. Bradley Baker. Exactly. <laughs> oh, D. Bradley yes, Baker. Yes, thank you for bringing yeah. us back to the actual topic that we're uh, talking about. So, um, no, I... I I was actually, it's funny that you mentioned Free Guy because immediately when I was talking about Taika as an actor, my mind went to Free Guy. Because yeah. I'm like, I'm like Same I was watching that movie and I'm like, oh my God, I don't want to root <laughs> against Taika Waititi. Lo- this I watched feels an, wrong. Yeah, I, I watched an interview with him recently and he's just like, yeah, I probably looked on Google for two hours preparing for that role. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, Can not I- even. Can he I- started the Wikipedia page for Blackbeard, <laughs> read that he was from like, I don't remember. 
where somewhere with a weird accent where he was then, like, I'm not doing that accent. Exactly. <laughs> that he was, didn't even finish the Wikipedia. You know, I, 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 what I want Taika to go on record is like, uh, yes, for Star Wars, I read I Jedi like 36 pages and then I felt pretty, pretty confident in making a film. <laughs> I mean, I'm down with it. Um, I read I read like 47 and a half pages of the Crystal Star and we're good. <laughs> I read the true sequel, uh, you know, Splinter of the Mind's Eye. Uh, and I got to say, they knew what they were doing back in 1977. I can't read. <laughs> you guys are saying a lot of words. <laughs> the Crystal um, Star. I you know. should do, just do an entire episode on the Crystal Star because that is. You're, you're the producer now, man. We'll do whatever. <laughs> <laughs> you're the one joking. who keeps us on track at this point <laughs> um, i know we're joking but that's the energy that we need in star wars i think absolutely. a little a little bit more of that would uh would go a long way i think um even as someone who takes issue with a with a lot of content in star wars i, I can be a bit of a grouch i'll admit it um i definitely think that I it's just better when everyone involved we all take ourselves a little bit less seriously everything gets a whole lot better agreed and I think that works for anything I mean you know Taika obviously uh inspires thoughts of uh fun and creativity and color and whatnot and um progress as well Mm -hmm. I mean I don't think anyone's touted progress in the mcu or in um you know uh modern television quite like him um like he he sets a precedence for no we can we can go there um but in the same way i think when we back off of ourselves and um get a little less high and mighty the emotional stuff the 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 sad stuff hits a little bit more to the inspiring stuff like all of it because you know uh, uh you know, a show like Kenobi had so many high emotional moments for someone to take all of that and, and still nitpick and gripe right. it. I'm like, I didn't like the character. Like, just even you can, to the fact that you can deny the emotional value there, even if you yeah. don't like some of the execution or, 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 or whatnot, um, that you can still look at it and be like, no, it's not, it's not anything. It's, it's, it's no substance. Oh man, that's, that's kind of sad because. Uh- I've just decided for my purposes from now on, specifically about Kenobi, to just not accept any criticism about that show because it's perfect. Fair. Um, <laughs> completely fair. It, I respect it. It's, it's amazing. It's my favorite Star Wars live action TV show. And I, I, there's one small issue I have with it. And that, that's literally just, I really wish they hadn't done the, oh, you get stabbed with a lightsaber and you don't die thing so much. <laughs> but that's literally it. That's literally you it. That's my one lightsaber. thing. And I can. <laughs> Would you like and, to and, be? And, I, and I'm like, <laughs> but that's not even really a complaint I have with Kenobi in specific. It's really like, uh, it's a bigger canon thing, which is like, hey, when people die, when people look like they're dying, can they actually? Um... Absolutely. No, and I mean, and I get that, and that's the thing is, it's just like yeah. there's plenty, there's plenty to get. Like a big thing for me, and I don't know if I had mentioned it. Um, last week but I know like when we're watching there's like after the fact of like soaking it all in you know I, thinking about it I'm like I kind of wish this scene was maybe a hair shorter like some of the some of the scenes lasted a little longer than I would have but I'm also not a director or involved in any way so yeah. it's like 
It's just a me thing. And so it's there's those things. It's not David Lynch level of lingering. There, there's those things. You, oh, yes. There, there's those things, though, you can look at like, like you are, Eli, of like, no, this is a me thing. I'm still going to enjoy myself. Uh, and, and again, like you can have me things about Star Wars, but to deny the substance that's throughout there, uh, like I think you have to be pretty well up your own butt to ignore that. Mm -hmm. um, and same thing with, with Bad Batch, I think is like, so often what I hear is that animation is, uh, you know, like second class, yep. not even just in shows and film as well. And like just this idea that animation is inherently childish and inherently softer when it comes to uh, how it does storytelling. Um, Bad Batch and Clone Wars Season 7 especially, mm -hmm. uh, but Star Wars animation in general, I feel like has yeah. never pulled punches. I mean, for Pete's sake, uh, Twin Sons, it's an entire like samurai movie in five minutes. That's yeah. all you need. Is to... Doom anyone? <laughs> Exactly. Yeah. We have a doom wolf yeah. sitting right there. We do. That's a good point. The Twin Suns is just beautiful. Uh, yeah. Bad Batch has grit to it. It does. It yeah. Has emotional stakes in it. It um mm -hmm. like I'm thinking of the scene in Battle Scars where um Wrecker is uh, his ship activates um, mm. and they're trying to pin him down. I'm like that hurts as a scene. That, that was that really scary. And the, yeah. and the other scene, I think it's in the next episode, uh, Reunion, uh, uh, where um, they're, where uh, Crosshair traps them in the um, the thruster of the ship, mm -hmm. um, in the engine in the back, and they're trying to escape that. Like, that is chilling. That's thrilling. And that's that's yeah. very suspenseful. Um, and, like, there, there are moments I could compare that to in live action that have the same amount of punch. Yeah, absolutely. I think something that Star Wars does so well over and over, sorry, is Go ahead. the familiar monster. Like, it's the the creature and the villain that you know. Like, mm. this is, this could kill you. They're not being themselves. I mean, you can get that with Anakin. You can get that with Wrecker in that scene. Like, it's a trope that hits so hard. And I apologize for interrupting. Go no, ahead. You didn't interrupt. I was just trying to, I was trying to. I was trying to edge my way, way in without a um, right. I love I love the hand raise. It's a without having to go. Yep, yep. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, yeah that just it comes with the territory when we're all. We're all yeah. Oh, absolutely. And, and yeah, and there's stuff. just this inherent like we're gonna talk over yeah. each other. It's fine. That's part of for me. Part of my podcasting journey was accepting, accepting that there's gonna be some some overlap. Um, but right. circling if, back to if anything, brag about it. Be like. You know what? Alex Damon interrupted me once. <laughs> Jerry Cable has interrupted me several times in our friendship. Go yeah, ahead, I think I think for me, yeah, getting talked talked over by Alex and Molly Damon might be my biggest flex talk over me, Star Wars Daddy. In this Come on. universe. You <laughs> please keep talking so that he doesn't have a moment. I wanted to to circle back to um. I oh gosh, I realized we're getting very. Off topic. I'm sorry that we're dragging us a little. Oh, that's bit a nerd more. herder episode, Jacob. But I wanted Welcome to, to go. Um, I wanted to talk a little bit about the you know animation versus live action, and going back to what y'all said about um, you know people seeing, especially within Star Wars animation, as being second to class, as about being inherently more limited. But as a as a diehard Rebels fan, as a huge fan of the Clone Wars, um, as someone who watched and um, 
really enjoyed, um, for the most part, really enjoyed resistance. Um, I have to say that I think there's this problem where from my perspective, you know, you have animation, you have um, live action that is kind of a Venn diagram of what their capabilities are in terms of what they can evoke. I mean, I guess anything can evoke anything, but their capabilities, how they can communicate the story, what they can do artistically, um, and they overlap. But as Star Wars fans especially, we only focus a lot of the time on that overlap of animation's capability. And and um, Eli and I were just watching and discussing the other day, we were just discussing um, Star Wars visions. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that that really brought that into clarity, all the ways that that show creates this art that really couldn't be created in live action and it accesses these different dimensions and these these different ways of communicating the story and these different ways of bringing the audience in and i think that's something that hopefully visions will kind of say hey wake up wake up we got this we got this potential here what are we going to use it for no absolutely i i you know visions can only exist because it's animated and Mm-hmm. Uh, it highlights the beauty of, like, visions, and and I'm almost certain they were leaning on that even in the marketing of like, you know, this is taking full advantage of animation in Star Wars. Um, we're just we're gonna have fun. We're gonna have some of the top talent um, come in and do this, uh, and tell some amazing and unique stories you've never seen before. And it's absolutely what it felt like. And I'm glad that that's something that's continuing as well. Where we celebrate animation. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, obviously, Star Wars being owned by Disney. Disney's a big company about that, um, about, like, highlighting. No, animation is kind of amazing. Yeah, um, it's kind of a big deal. Yeah, it's kind of a big deal. Um, and, and so I, I think that, and absolutely, that uh, animation, just because it is animated, doesn't in any way take away from the quality of Star Wars story uh, that we get in this. And and no more than this being a clone show does it take away any of the value uh, of what this Star Wars story is. Because mm-hmm. um, that's another thing is it's just like, all right, we're not really... Like, we, we threw you a bone in the first episode. We had little baby Kanan, uh, you know, Caleb yeah. show up, right? But after that, really, the split-off is pretty harsh of, like, all right, now we're just with this band of... Uh, of uh, good boys, good, good-ish boys. Um, and so, but like losing the Jedi, losing uh, some of the familiars uh, didn't lessen, I think, the Star Wars-ness of this story at all. Um, did you expect this to fully take on a, a clone perspective like it did with Bad Batch? I did expect, sorry, Eli, you could go right after me, sorry. Um, nope, if I talk nope. about you, I did expect that. I think because uh, you know a lot of the, the 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 online banter and just you know what people were throwing around was oh season eight of the Clone Wars. That was kind of what it was to me at least, and in my experience of the rollout, that was what it was kind of unofficially billed as. But I was completely unprepared for kind of the the ambition with which they took that on and the commitment to really to really see that through outside of, you know, just the clones as, as warriors and outside of 
kind of the way they had been explored, um, even though it was really fantastic what they did in the Clone Wars, really treading new ground after that, especially what they did with um, with Omega and the clones' relationship. For sure. Um, with Omega. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Well, and, and that's the thing is that just because it's about clones, it didn't feel like these are clone soldiers. It didn't feel like, uh, you know, this is just a, an adventure with uh, clone troopers. Um, I, I think they did try hard to explore each of them, and that did help it feel still like something was happening other than just a side story mm -hmm. uh, to to the, the main Star Wars thing. What about you, Eli? Yeah, I was going to say, um, I was expecting, again, Star Wars and expectations are always a very, very tricky game to play, and I can talk for hours about that. But I was going to say, like, I was I was definitely expecting some, st some stuff for this show. Um, but one of the things I was going to say that surprised me the most about the show is how many appearances we got from those an those ancillary characters that we've already established mm -hmm. um and, and i think that was sometimes a strength i think i th i think they could do that less in the second season i know we got gunji coming in <laughs> and if and if we if okay. we do not get katuni as well of course i will have some some big questions for lucasfilm <laughs> because um i know everybody likes gunji but like come on katuni is the best one of where's katuni is she safe? Um, is she yeah. all right? <laughs> Literally me, when I saw that Gunji was back, I'm like, okay, Gunji, cool. Katuni, oh. where is she? Um, all I want to see is her with Hondo. Yes. Oh, for um, sure. It, it, her, her with Hondo and then palling around, and then she finds her way in the galaxy. But anyway, um, <laughs> I, I, I'm, I am like, you know, Rampart, Omega, the, the guy Roland uh, from that one episode, Sid, who else? Who else are like the original characters introduced in the Bad Batch? There aren't that many. The Montreal Mix Sailor. <laughs> no, I, uh, no, there was I mean, another I mean, one. The senator they rescue from, uh, yeah. from Raxus. But that's oh, like, it, but, and I enjoy. I really do enjoy a lot of their adventures with Young Hera and Trace and Rafa, which I think, by the way, that. That episode with Trace and Rafa is the most underrated episode of that season. So good. It's no, I, I, I thought that that and Hera, like I'm glad you mentioned Hera because like that was probably the biggest curveball and surprise for me that uh, I absolutely adored uh, um, her her showing up and and obviously Hauser and his relationship to the Sindulas overall. Like that was a perfect post Order sixty six like you know Republic meets the the lower class kind of story so i thought that was really Absolutely. good um i was also thinking um the other one i i was thinking of the other familiar character i was thinking of was of course we got to talk about the return um of cat bane we hadn't seen him in 10 years we hadn't Big seen cat bane in 10 years uh yeah and and i that one was the real one that was shocking to me when the when it when it when we saw all those clone troopers, uh, not yeah, it was clones shot down on Baraka, and we panned up to see Cad Bane. I'm not a Cad Bane fan, and I will readily admit that I almost lost it. I was like, "Oh, they're doing this. Oh, yeah. he's back now." Um, I, I I think definitely I had that reaction mostly because I had 
and and technically it's not not canon, but like that uh, story reel they showed at Celebration years ago of the unfinished episode with him and Boba Fett, like the showdown that yes. they had. I had forever been like, oh, that still happened for me. Um, and so seeing him, I'm like, whoa, 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 whoa. But I, I love that they do technically call back to it um, in, in a fun way. It. Yeah, I'm like, yeah, it still happened. Like you talk about like, oh, can we stop with the getting stabbed and walking it off thing? Like Cad Bane apparently got shot in the head and, and just uh, walked it off. That's what you do, man. You never been shot? Yeah. No, no, again, not absolutely crazy about that, but like again, it's often like my my thing is if the character does interesting things after their fake out death, then it's fine for me. Like like that's what that's actually why I love Palpatine so much is that like the Palpatine star we got in nine um, was like just so incredibly bombastic and like just going for it. Well, and um, I mean, Grand Inquisitor goes on to do Book of Boba Fett, yeah. yeah. Yeah, no, I mean, oh, absolutely. I am so glad yeah. Boba survived, which he always did in my yes. heart. Um, but uh, yeah, Grand Inquisitor, like, I, I remember Grand Inquisitor was the first in a long time of, like, growing to really turn around on a character um, by the end of the first season of Rebels and everything. And so mm-hmm. um, I, I was glad to see uh, a little bit, or I was hopeful to see a, a little bit of a new perspective of him. And we kind of did. I liked the extra, like, sassy sarcasm we got in Kenobi and everything, but he definitely went on to do greater things. Yeah. Um, I really like I know Jacob's not a big fan of... I know that Jacob's not a big fan of Rupert Friend, but I just gotta... I guess I love Rupert Friend so much. It's... uh, Those deliveries. Those deliveries, though. Yeah. And that's the thing for me, is, like, on the third rewatch, I really, like hung on his performance a little bit more and really enjoyed, like I said, just the snarky, like acidic comments that he makes. I'm just like, oh, yeah. Uh, like he, he would be fun in meetings. Wonders for the will to live. Also, he had a re- My favorite quote in Kenobi is not something that Obi-Wan says. It's not something that Vader says. Not something that Reva says. It's hello, third sister. <laughs> you can just hear the vitriol in it it's so great i, I just the... i just imagine him like bouncing in the background is it time is it time is it time, <laughs> is it time? Uh, that part was <laughs> that part was pretty good that was good it was so petty it was so yes. so which petty. is so perfect for him at that point um the way he sounded so bored too he was trying he was definitely like trying very hard to be nonchalant he's like i'm just gonna I'm just gonna say it I'm just gonna say it like and then he was like in the mirror the morning before for sure for it, sure if nothing else his deliveries are fantastic like if nothing else if that's the yeah. only reason they got him to play it fine I, I you know like i'll back off of my animated actors or actors thing uh for now but i i am still bitter ashley's not in uh Getting her own show, but whatever. We've had whatever. so many conversations. I'll about bring that. it up in therapy. I know. I, I am your <laughs> therapist, and I know. Um, since we're kind of getting into that, I think it's a perfect time to open up the floor for because, you know, and we we've talked about this last week with talking about Kenobi. You know, we we have to take it from certain angles because, like, discussing. I mean, we're Star Wars fans. We know how we are. We'll psychoanalyze five seconds uh, of a frame of 
you know, a film. I'm looking at you, Nick Milky. I was about to say, is that a subtweet <laughs> for podcast of the ones? It, it, there's a reason we had so much fun. It's like, oh no, five seconds. I could talk a lot about five seconds of Star Wars. Um, uh, but, uh, you know, we, we could break down this entire season to the minutia, uh, but, you know, a seven hour episode would not be fun for anyone. Um, however, we can hit the highlights, and so I wanted to open up to uh, favorite moments from this. You know, kind of like it sounds like we were all either eh or like, you know, I had my ex- expectations. I'm not gonna lie. I, I can't deny myself uh, an imaginative an, an imaginative journey yeah, an imaginative, with what yeah. might come. And um, you know, I'm gonna say this was not what I expected because I expected Jedi hunters. Um, somebody had like uh, posted uh, an image of the Bad Batch side by side with Sergeant Creel and um, mm. the uh, Task Force 99 uh, Stormtroopers Star from Squadron. Star Wars comics. And I'm like, I could I, see it. I would be okay with it. I'd kind of love it. Um, yeah, so, I think you told me at one point, like, that's what I want. Yeah, so I was I was kind of team, they turn bad, they Jedi hunt, kind of like, give me some Force Unleashed levels of, like, uh, you know, hunting down Jedi. Uh, but clearly, we went in a, a, a different direction. So, uh, but I was very happy with what we got, and it sounds like we all are, so... What what of what we got were some of your favorite moments, um, Eli? You already kind of mentioned Cad Bane and whatnot, but um, any other big ones for you? Um, I was gonna say first of all, thank God they didn't become Jedi hunters because that just leaves more jobs out there for the lovable klutz that is OGF Bestoon. By the way, <laughs> I am still. I have shifted my expectations after reading Shadow of the Sith. Now I want him those. I used to want him in the Mandalorian, um, but given a few things that wouldn't work as well for me now i mean i'd still take it of course but like my optimal appearance for him is in the bad batch season two like mm-hmm. i want the emperor to sick um him after the bad batch i want to i want to see that chaos more ochi is um, not a bad thing so i'm cool here for it yeah oh, never cool. never um but i was gonna uh talk about uh rampage i was talking gonna talk about rampage um with the rancor <laughs> like moochie yeah moochie and and the 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 um that entire episode i remember because like, i wasn't a because I, I remember the episode before cornered i wasn't crazy about and then i'm like and they're like okay they're going to they're going to like this nigerian camp and they're taking on a rancor i'm like oh, the show just got really metal really fast i'm like <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, this is cool. Yeah. Well, and that's a great example of an episode where, like I said, they managed to inject the, it's going to sound stupid, but like they managed to inject like the, the core substance of the story into, um, uh, what could be described as filler episodes. Like, you know, I, I, and yes, we're we're on record as ner- no at Nerd Herder as not, but you know it's it's an episode where they're going out for a romp because we're not quite ready to debut this character yet or Fun. what whatever. Uh, we've got to go build cars. up to the climax, and so it's very easy for it to be just fun. It's just an, a fun episode where they go tame a rancor, but I like little tidbits of where we get, um, you know, story injected in there of maybe 
uh, Hunter and Omega have uh, a moment, or maybe uh, Tech and Echo have a moment. You know, you get those little sidebars where it's like, oh no, here's the real story. Here's these characters opening up and becoming more interesting. Um, and so same thing with that episode where it's just like, we, we still get those tidbits where we find out and we stretch in our understanding uh, of these characters. So I, I, not an episode wasted in season one. I, and I'm hoping uh, we'll have a perfect record for season two as well. But Moochie's amazing. Baby Rancor was not on my list, but we got it and I love it. I love it. Uh, any any other uh, big moments for you, Eli? Um, I'm I'm trying to look. I'm I'm looking at the episodes right now. I'm just scrolling through. I'm like trying to see what I remember. Um, I mean, I feel like I had to bring it up eventually, but like both parts of the finale are mm-hmm. fantastic. Sure. But I think especially that first part, um, where where we see the entire squad fighting again, even with Crosshair to. Um, face those droids just like they did in the beginning of the season. We get that like opening and closing parallel, which is really cool. Um, seeing the crosshair voluntarily removed his chip and then stays with the Empire anyway is uh, that was that was crazy. I remember I'd heard um, Alex mentioned that um, in Star on Star Wars Explained like a few weeks earlier. I'm like that'd be interesting. I don't think they'll look at, they're gonna do that though. And then they right. did. I'm like. Yeah, because oh. like much much like the characters, we we're kind of thinking, or I, I know I was definitely in the boat of like if they could just strap him down and get that out of there, he'd be a normal boy for a little bit. No. Like, but you know, finding out like no, this is this is my choice. I I you know I've I've made this choice had a whole lot more impact than I expected it to, uh, and that and more than I was looking to get for sure. Yeah, I thought I, I agree. I think that was good. Yeah, it's it's great, and and of course, um, uh, like transitioning into Camino lost a little bit, but like it starts in the in 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 that first part of the finale. But like seeing the destruction of the Kaminoan uh, facilities, mm-hmm. which I remember a lot of people were like, "Oh, there's gonna be a re- there's gonna be a, a rebellion by the Kaminoans that's put down." No, and <laughs> honestly, I actually think I like this better. I I I like the Empire just like like you know there were a few inklings of maybe rebellion here and there, but really the Empire was just like okay and your facilities we don't need them anymore so bye. Yeah, exactly. Especially that Tarkin was the one you know just showing us even this early in the Empire what he what he's all about that ruthlessness that rule by theories like you know. We could try and save these facilities. You know, they have vast wealths of knowledge and, and technology and capabilities. Nah, we just got to drive the point home, wipe it off the map, go exactly. for it. Like just uh, showing ad, like I mean, unequivocally. We get the infamous line, which is probably the first time, like chronologically, that Tarkin said it with the Yomefa when ready. And like, right. it's never but, been and, more chilling. Absolutely. Well, because I mean, I, and, and, and again, you know, back to what, this original uh, episode's idea was what like that is such a definitive it's done mm-hmm. like you know it's not just for the clones but for for Star Wars fans for 10 years that was home that was that represented a familiarity and and an era for uh, animation and, and what Star Wars was before 
um, you know, the Disney acquisition and everything. Um, so it's like, this is, this is done. We're moving forward. Uh, obviously, that doesn't wipe it away, but, um, you know, emotionally, it had a whole, whole lot of weight. And, and I, I, for one, am curious and would love to know what the emperor thought when the report came across his desk of just like, and we destroyed the cloning facility. And it's like, dang it, I was going to use that. <laughs> like, that was my backup plan, guys. Come on. Um, that was plan J. And I think that's why we got weird, crippled <laughs> clone Palpatine in Probably. episode nine. <laughs> you yeah. know, Sith magic. Um, Speaking of, like, weird weird cloning stuff, um, mm. and, I, and I know this is, like, technically probably also a teaser for season two, but I just can't not talk about it. The, mm. the ending scene of Bad Batch season one, of that second part where mm-hmm. Nala Say is taken to the factory and it's revealed to be Mount Cantus on Wayland from the original Thrawn trilogy. Like, yeah. I can't say that doesn't intrigue me. Like, mm-hmm. what's going on there? Right. Well, and I, I absolutely do think, I mean, obviously them dropping it there, it's going to play in. And I think it has to because because of that intrigue. And, and it, I love that they've learned that in star wars like you don't have to show all your cards you can you can definitely save some for later yeah because uh again i i think this series being character driven making uh people like me who are kind of okay sure about these characters really care for them by the end of it like i appreciate the direction they took with that so that as soon as season two starts off i'm in it i love these boys i want to see what they're going to get into I want to know how uh, they're doing at life, but also how they're going to kind of push back because they obviously can't quit that part of themselves. Um, and, and so I, I definitely uh, think that's an intriguing, intriguing direction uh, to go and a way to, again, stretch it beyond. This isn't just about a ragtag group of clones. This has great stakes in the state of the galaxy uh, in this story. Yeah. Uh, Jacob. Any big moments for you, uh, even if maybe we mentioned them already, but anything you want to add to it? I mean, obvi- very obviously, I would say Order 66. Like, to open up with that, holy cow. Um, it's one of those moments that just just uh, really, really sticks with me. Um, I watch it over and over again. It's so chilling. The tonal shift, it happens so quickly. Mm-hmm. You can just kind of like feel there's that one shot i'm getting goosebumps even now just thinking about it. there's that one shot where you see the hologram and you hear like some some like unintelligible chatter in the in the radio and in that one moment all the oxygen just gets sucked out yeah you're just like oh my god we are gonna watch this happen mm-hmm. we are gonna sit and watch this and it's it's absolutely incredible and I'm a I'm a definitely a sucker for the moments that I think the animated shows, especially the Clone Wars, Clone Wars saved season seven and the Bad Batch does very well. These kind of seismic shift moments, you know, whether it's Maul talking about um oh the new power will rise and there's going to be this vacuum and the Jedi just don't know it yet, but everything and 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 the Order sixty six scenes in the Clone Wars, um I think that's one thing that they do really, really well, especially in the Bad Batch, is kind of giving that sense of, like, this is, like, everything previously came to this moment 
and the galaxy will never ever be the same. Um, and and on that same note, for that same reason, um, I think you know the destruction of Camino and the sun rising on the ruins of Topoca City, um, after all is is said and done, is just that that is also a staggering moment. Um, yeah, literally the closest thing to to Filoni and and everyone just saying we are wiping the slate. Like we started this process with the beginning of the Bad Batch, but the last gasp of the era of the clones and the Jedi and the droids, it's gone. Mm. It's yeah. the Empire's day now. Mm. Absolutely. I, and that's, um, that's what excites me. The one I, there was one moment I forgot to mention, and I can't believe mm-hmm. I, I forgot this, but it has to do with my sweet baby boy, uh, Cut LaCoin. Uh, I love that guy. <laughs> Jacob has oh, heard me. Uh, Jacob has heard me wax poetic about why. So, the Deserter is my favorite episode of Star Wars: The Clone Wars. Uh, it is it is it is beautiful. It just does everything right. And so, um, I saw the episode was. So I remember when Aftermath came out, the first one, and I saw they were going to like people calculated that oh they're going to Salukamai. I'm like, we're gonna see Cut and his <laughs> kids. Yeah, I'm not emotionally ready for this. <laughs> um and and um and that episode again while not personally in my opinion as great as deserter but like again that's only because the deserter was a once in a lifetime sort of thing and there's nothing but like anyway but it, it delivered that great ending capstone that we saw that cut and his family were okay and they're yeah. escaping to live a normal peaceful life together just just gets right. me um, I also just thought about this weird parallel um, that I can't believe I didn't notice before um, when Jacob was talking about the sun rising on the now destroyed Camino. I'm thinking of the similarities between Crosshair, um, Crosshair's reflection on that watery planet of Camino um, at the mm. very end, where when he's just standing there, and Tam Ravora's uh, reflection on the uh, now vacant Castellan. Um, in the second season of Rebels, not Rebels, not the Resistance, mm-hmm. um, and you know both of those are characters who um, you know Crosshair betrayed his, his brothers and went to the Empire. Tam betrayed her fam, betrayed her found family to go to the First Order. Tam, one of the things that happens with Tam shortly after that is she turns back. Yeah. Um, and I wonder if there could be a similar inflection point for Crosshair, Crosshair as well. Yeah, I mean, I think we've established in Star Wars, you've never gone too far. You know, it, I look at Anakin Skywalker, for Pete's sake, if you need any evidence of that. Look at Ben Solo. Like, look at all these characters who have done atrocities, but all it takes is someone to see the good in them. And yeah, it's that simple. And I definitely think we're going to get a moment with Omega in season two between her and Crosshair. Or Hunter, for Pete's sake. Clearly, uh, you know, she reached Crosshair even subtly in Mm -hmm. in that last exchange there uh, more than her brothers could um, uh, or would. And and there's something special about how she brings out the best of every character. And I love that that's not uh, exclusive of Crosshair. He's included in that, that that she can reach deeper uh, to what's going on internally with him, emotionally with him. 
Um, and and so I'd I'd love if if she's the one to help them. Yeah, I've, I'm a big fan yeah. of what I internally call the barnacle trope, where it, it's a character that has latched onto another character so hard, and I refuse to let go. <laughs> and Sasuke, you, you're gonna exactly, you're gonna love me as much as I. You must love me exactly as I love you. I'm all gray. I'm all gray. My thing with. I feel like I, it's weird that I've gone this whole conversation without talking about Omega because, like, I remember when uh, Omega as a character was announced and we, mm-hmm. um, and, and there, there was a kid who was going to be tagging along with the Bad Batch. And I didn't hate it by any means. I'm like, oh, that's an interesting idea for a character. And then after the first episode, I'm like, I want to squeeze you and hold you and never let you go. Exactly. It's so precious. <laughs> it's the Omega effect. Absolutely. Well, I, I, I know for me, um, I saw a lot of the parallels with uh, the Mandalorian of like, okay, kind of hard, stoic character getting warmed up by this cute, lovable kid. This is the dad batch. But, right. But I yeah. do, I love, and, and again, and that's, that, that was what kept me throughout this show was it was a lot of fun and buried in the fun, not buried even, it was within the fun, we also had emotional weight and meaningful connections. Usually, again, with Omega in the mix with other characters and those around. And so coming to find out uh, her pseudo meaning, you know, finding out in the in the last couple of episodes more about how she factors in um, as this sort of uh, counter to Boba Fett, this sort of preservation of the, the strand and, and whatnot, maybe even the first of the Bad Batch uh, in mm-hmm. a way. Because um, she predates all of them, because she, I'm I'm, I'm right, right, nerd yeah. Eli producer man that like she's she's like Fact Boba, checker, Eli. she she's she's unaltered, right? Yeah, and so legitimately, I forgot about those details until because I haven't watched the Bad Batch in a long time, and um, now because that that is actually a series that I'm in well uh, that I'm well aware I'm in need of a rewatch, which is why I'm glad. That we're getting to it on in a galaxy in about a month or so, um, but yeah, I'm like, oh yeah, see, so she is technically older than all of them. Yeah, yeah right. Ten-year-old, it's weird. I, like, and and so strange that revelation too. It made perfect sense. Like, it it was you know, um, Lama Su was so you know naturally just like, oh yeah, and he asked for a kid, uh, and not taking advantage. Like, surely, surely they would, uh, you know, stow away their own clean copy uh, of Django as well. Yeah, we're going to file um, this over here. I, you know, I just, I, that part of it, I, I want to know, Omega's the one character that, that was really the biggest revelation we got about her character. Everyone else we explored uh, very well. I think Omega is coming up in season two. I definitely think we have to, and we, and, and I want to learn more about her and how she plays into the, the, the clone agenda Uh <laughs> But um, yeah, I don't know. I love I love Omega. I love how they made her matter in her own unique way. She's not a, a copy of the child, mm-hmm. um, Grogu. You know, it's not uh, a rehash of a trope. She is her own wonderful, lovable character, uh, as as they all are. Uh, Star Wars has a way of doing that, where like it feels familiar, but they make it unique. Uh, the more you spend time with it. The mighty boop. Um, uh, what about you and some big, Don't big moments? Don't encourage me. Um, 
Well, obviously Moochie, big fan. Love that, babe. Um, I definitely was not expecting a Rancor. And, and I want to add, because of the Moochie love here and amongst our, our fellow uh, friends of the internet, um, Pablo, I, I believe, did highlight that Moochie is not the name, and they haven't outright said the canon name of the Rancor in Episode 6. So it's entirely likely Moochie is okay. But it's also very possible. Well, actually, because th- I no, remember actually, when this happened with... Um, <laughs> um, I, I actually remember this. This is a, a conflict. This is a topic of some debate when Skywalker, Lego Sky, Skywalker Saga released because they had the Rancor playable in-game, and the Rancor's uh-huh. name was Patissa Mucci. Oh, so okay, so then... It hmm. implied that that was the same Rancor. And I remember, like, Pablo... I, I remember Pablo was, like, after the episode, but before Skywalker's talking, he's like, it doesn't have to be the same Rancor! And and then the game releases, and, and, and we're like, but it's the same Rancor, though, right? Hmm... Now Pablo, I'm sad. Is it the same Rancor? Now I'm As sad. As you should be, because well, Star Wars Muchi, makes you sad. Well, lives on in my heart. Exactly. Regardless. Pablo Hidalgo, be darned. Don't say that. No. I want that man on our show to talk about exactly. Transformers one day. Never Star Wars, just Transformers. Yes. Um, give that man some rest, for Pete's sake. <laughs> um, yes, Moochie was definitely a big... That entire episode is fantastic. I, I love the concept of a ma- and mammal. No, an animal that you have to beat by a flurry of punches until one or both of you gets tired. Yeah. I'm a big fan of that. Um, and just, I I love Rancor designs so much. I, I love the Rancor from Book of Boba Fett even more. Oh, yes. He's such a beautiful boy. Um, it was that. And then, of course, like Eli said, Cad Bane. I was expecting we would get some kind of, you know, Clone Wars character and wasn't expecting Cad Bane, though. That's true. Like, I I love seeing bounty hunters in any capacity, so, of course, you know, well, of course. And, and I love the double implication of, like, you know, alright, clones of Django have gone awry, we need help, let's call Cad yeah. Bane the second the best bounty know. hunter in the galaxy the second best thank you very much you know because hey, the best is of course ig88 apparently boba fett oh is back. okay um you know he's running rampage on tatooine we need someone to settle scores let's call the second best bounty hunter in the galaxy like i love that cad bane is who they call when they have a problem with a fet exactly <laughs> he is a fet exterminator he, but he's so bad at his job i heard that okay he is very bad <laughs> at his job yes yeah. um and You'll be very proud of me. I remembered this time. He is a Duros. He is. There you go. I know mm-hmm. some things about Star Wars. <laughs> some things. I, I love that blue boy. That's um, a good boy. Yeah. Yeah, like I said, I think the biggest thing for me was, I don't know, I, I think Cad Bane was very uh, surprising and meaningful for me. I think it's just that it was immediately followed up with confirmation of, oh, dang, that that reel is technically still canon. Yeah. Like I like it always was for me. <laughs> yeah. You know, so it was like, ah, oh, the thing. Um and just talking about it reminds me of if you know you didn't listen to our Book of Boba Fett episode, if you want to see pure joy on both of our faces, just us talking about Cad Bane I, showing up. For sure. It, well, that was such a moment. <laughs> that is a magical moment. Like I again, I'm not a Cad Bane fan. 
And this, this, this <laughs> is my thing. Like, I don't actually like the character of Cad Bane, but the amount of times that Star Wars has made me cheer for Cad Bane is frankly incredible. Um, oh, absolutely. Uh, but um, I felt like I, I loved his, going on a bit of tangent, I loved his role in Book of Boba Fett. Mm-hmm. I thought it was perfectly executed. And one of the things I really hope to be on brand is I really hope that that beeping light doesn't mean anything. Oh, no. I hope he comes back. I, d- <laughs> oh. I don't know. Just to spite you. No, a I, big like stab I ju- to the chest. I, I, I genuinely love it. Like, I, I was the one petitioning, like, oh, Captain Phasma should be in episode nine. Like, I just, I want her to just keep coming back. Just exactly. like, why it's won't funny. you die? You know? I, I love it. Um, and, and, and in the same heartbeat of, of that, you know, that reveal, we get Fennec Shan showing up. Oh, my which, gosh. Uh, you know, it was an early tease. They were, they they dropped that early on of like, hey, you know this this new fan favorite's coming back again as well. Um, Eternal fan favorite. Love that. I also yeah. love that she doesn't look like she's aged a day in her life. Apparently. Exactly. Space cowboy forever. I mean, yes. I mean, Mignal Wen. How can you go wrong? Uh, exactly. Exactly. You can't. Yeah. That uh, Fennec Shand is one is a really incredible character for me because she is one of the first times we've actually gotten to see um and i've actually gotten to say this a character go from live action to animation in mm-hmm. yeah. specifically yeah. like it's usually the other way around but right. we're at such a place now that we can say oh no she made her debut in live action tv and now she's going to animation right so good we had to animate her um yeah well and and, and in that uh uh, wheelhouse for me one of my favorite moments and favorite episodes overall was the episode with Saw Gerrera mm. uh, where he showed up because he can be another one of those characters where it's like oh okay here he is again um, but every time he does the way he plays off of the characters uh, is always interesting and and of course that being a big uh, are you really about this business crosshairs because we're gonna be- we're gonna be doing this business um, I-, I just really enjoyed seeing uh, the darkness of the Empire and, and their willingness to replace the clones and to stamp out any sort of uh, rebellion uh, and whatnot. I, I thought it they was a great, uh, job a great episode. Yeah, and, you know, one where our heroes kind of take a little bit of a... Like, they, they get the, the ball rolling, and then I think it's really about uh, crosshairs and such. But... Um, I'll give a little yeah, tease for both of you, actually. Oh, what's that? Sorry. Oh, I was going to say, I'll give a little tease for both of you, actually. Um, Sagara and the Bad Batch may or may not weigh in in the m- most recent um, film's epic confrontation that we're releasing. Ooh. Just saying. I'm now more intrigued than I was before. Uh, well, uh, as we wrap up, uh, Jacob has a, a, a bedtime uh, to get his sweet <laughs> little true. boy hours. Um, so we'll start with you. But in closing, I wanted to obviously look ahead. We, we know we're getting season two, right? It's happening. So uh, what's one thing uh, you're all hoping to get and Rapid see? Fire. And again, speculate responsibly. But what <laughs> if you could, what's something you want? Jacob, you can start us off uh, I'm just... and get your beauty rest. Yeah. So sorry about I had a hard stop that I uh, that I forgot to mention. I, I'm you're terribly good. sorry. That's my bad. Um, nah, you're but fine. I would say... Just more of clones 
of different clones could be any number of, of clones that we've seen or haven't seen ones who did participate in order 66 grappling with that and dealing yeah. just with that you know um thinking about the Kanan comic how they're the clones there and we we see them if you're familiar i believe it's the Kanan comic um one of the clones ends up you know shooting the control panel yeah he kind of snaps of back a little he bit snaps back and it would be it would be really interesting to see you know if given the opportunity to do something like that would would um would the creators of the bad batch do a similar result would the result be different um how would they how would they approach that that is something that i would be really excited to see i like that i like that a lot um and any mention of the canaan comic that everyone should be reading yes. uh is good by me so uh well jacob uh hardy thank you for for joining us uh enjoyed having you and look forward to having you again uh sometime thank soon buddy thank you both very very much this was a lot of fun um keep up the great work Oh, Eli, you're going to have to outdo that exit later. It's true. <laughs> Apparently. Uh, yes, Andy, more Daddy Hauser, uh, please. Yes, more Hauser. That haircut. Uh, it you is know, a choice. Yes. yes. I had that haircut for a little while. <laughs> uh, so uh, I, I, I'll go ahead and say, just because I, that's my answer, like I'll, I'll agree with Jacob. Um, and we're kind of, I already kind of know we're getting it. I just, I want it to be what it is. Like, I, you know, Cody showing up, I really want him to be the one who struggles with this post-Order 66 stuff because Order 66 really didn't affect uh, the Bad Batch other than starting them on this journey. So I want to see someone who is emotionally invested in what has happened and what uh, they have done. Because as far as he's concerned, he killed Kenobi. Yeah. So I, like, I want to see him deal with that. I, I think he'd be an interesting character to explore. So that that's that's the one thing I know we're getting, but that I'm most uh, intrigued and and want more of for sure. Uh, Eli, what about you? Um, so I'm gonna bring back one that I mentioned earlier because I just feel like I can't not. Um, but if we get, in, but I just want an episode like cornered with Fennec Shan. Just replace Fennec with Ochi, and we got a good episode on you. <laughs> Look, all I want this is this, this, I, I've I've I I I liked I loved him in the Rise of Skywalker as this like mysterious creepy guy. But then they made him an idiot, and he got even better. And so I all I him. wanted to do, all I wanted to do is slit someone's throat, like like be all badass and assassin, like Fritz. Fritz Slit someone's throat, have the body fall to the floor, trip over the body. That's all I want. <laughs> there That's we go. all I want. <laughs> the perfect mingling of both personalities of of Ochi. Of yeah, it's it, it is great. <laughs> I, I um I also had this idea. Um, I mentioned this. Um, I was doing a predictions episode on in a galaxy a few weeks ago. Um, I mentioned this as an interesting idea for the Bad Batch, and I've actually been thinking about it more. Um, because you know the Bad Batch have proven themselves to be pretty good at what they do. Um, mm -hmm. So obviously the Empire is going to have to send some better people after them. Um, and I was thinking, mm. what happens if you involve Inquisitors? Ooh. Because remember, these are not the Inquisitors you see in Kenobi or Rebels. These are not Inquisitors who know what exactly they're doing yet. This is mm -hmm. not that long after 66. So like, you know, we don't know how old any of them are. Um, sure. 
we, we don't know who's like really active other than than Grandy o- over there. Um, <laughs> but like, imagine if there was just like some like teenage young adult um, inquisitor, um, and 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 they're threatening because they can use the force and they do have a lightsaber and all that kind of stuff. But they're not like up to the level that we see in Kenobi or Rebels. Yeah, no, I I like that a lot actually. Yeah. I mean. It makes sense. Like you obviously created this clone army in part to kill force users, specifically Jedi, but like clearly they had to be of a certain degree. Um, it'd be interesting to turn the tables and be like, all right, now we're going to have to turn to who we had hoped they'd kill uh, to deal with these uh, crazy boys. That's really good, Eli. Oh, man, that's really good. I, and just I like the possibilities idea. of who could show up, who that could be. Uh, are oh, interesting as well. I, I just had it. I just had it. I, I know who they could do, which, which wouldn't be weird because not a complete child. Um, and um, like they're actually like an adult or late teens ish. So it wouldn't be weird just to have like a child with a red lightsaber running after them. Um, <laughs> I love that though. <laughs> yeah. But I was thinking um, Trilla, um, second sister from Fallen Order, mm. would be fantastic. Yeah. Um, um, especially because she's the best character in that game. Um, <laughs> fantastic story for for that character unexpected but yeah like you could do trilla grandy and um oh what's the one from the mace windu comic um oh um come on nerd boy come through for me (laughs) Uh, i i I don't think that's uh 10th brother right 10th brother yeah he's one of the higher Um, ones um i just looked him up uh process dibs there you go that is an awesome Because I know sometime after, uh, uh, probably within the first month or so, uh, eventually he meets his fate. But um, he was he would have been on board around Order sixty six. I'm I'm kind of for it. Um, that's really good. I like that. I like that a lot. I didn't expect Inquisitors to be on my bingo card, but it's going to be for for Bad Batch season two. All the Inquisitors. Give me all of them. Um, I, I frankly. And now that Boof's validated my idea of like a young kids running around with lightsabers, frankly, give me Riva. I don't mm-hmm. care. Give me, give me, Reva. me yeah. Kid Riva. Um, I just love the idea of a child with a lightsaber. Yes, it, honestly, more of Tri- Trilla deserves more. Um, again, the way they spun that character around um, in uh, Jedi Fallen Order was incredible. Um, and honestly, I think the reason why I came around, like I loved Grand Inquisitor, but obviously in Rebels, they're very bumbly and just kind of generic foils to the the, the characters. Um, Trilla in Jedi Fallen Order, uh, and, and in part the Ninth Sister as well, made Inquisitors interesting to me, and, and obviously yeah. now Kenobi. Yeah, I think, yeah, turn around, put Reva in there, because I thought she was uh, fantastic in the show. I'd love to see her early on. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think she's the fierce type that you would want to go after uh, the these troublesome uh, clone boys. Mm-hmm. Like or that. if you want to make it really campy, if you want to make it really campy, put the eighth brother in there. <laughs> yes, oh. you should. Would have I some fun. I know that. people hate that guy. I love the eighth brother. I what? love the eighth brother. He is so silly and I love people, him so much. People just need to learn to have more fun exactly just lean into the spin razor yeah, blades on the lightsaber reason to have those and it's <laughs> awesome exactly 
um, flying around. Like at least, like at least Maul and not in the Maul, uh, seventh and fifth get like Bull actually chopping them down. No, no, no. The eighth brother, his helicopter helicopter saber just breaks down in midair, and he just exactly. Rolf Copter let him down, man. <laughs> That's a callback. That is a callback. Um, uh, Mighty Boop once again. Uh, what's a big thing for you? What's something you're really uh, latched on to for for this season? Maybe something you know we're getting. Like me, I'm generic. Okay, Cody, it's an easy out. But mm-hmm. um, or maybe something just out of left field for you. More bounty hunters. I'm for it too. Every single bounty hunter you can muster up. I want Embo. Mm-hmm. I want. Oh yeah. Ooh. Yeah, I want Embo. Like it, we haven't seen his fate he, after Clone Wars, so yeah, absolutely. Exactly. Like I'd like to think that he's just living on a farm with his good boy and a banjo, but like I don't and then think he gets that's the gonna... call. Exactly. Wait, actually, I don't think that's true. Wait, I think there was. Oh yeah, because because uh, he was in um, aftermath. I I was just looking it up. And... He's in aftermath. Never mind. Yeah, because he was so in he... Cobb Vance uh, gang, wasn't he? No, was he... Uh, he was no. Oh. Or was uh, that Jenny? I miss remembering I my aftermath. Um, I, I need to go I, I back. Read, but I remember that he survived. Let's see where what, where what, where was he? Yeah, he was in he was in uh, he was in um, Empire's End, the third book. Nice. Um, he was with um, uh, Sugi's niece, which is weird. But... Mm. There we go. Ooh. Yeah, so it was more of a pop in, but um, we should get dirge. Yeah. Oh, I'm yes, bad. please, thank you. Now that he's recanonized, like he would be a good oh, Terminator esque like killing machine. That would be perfect. No, I, I love Dirge. I'm a huge fan of Dirge. Dirge is again, yeah. I love my I love my silly, goofy just because we can Star Wars. That's 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 my thing. And so yes. Dirge is absolutely like my my favorite thing is 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 um we were watching uh Jacob and I were watching the, the 2D uh, Gendy Tartakovsky Clone Wars for In a Galaxy mm-hmm. a few years ago. And my favorite thing is still when Obi-Wan stabs him through the chest with a lightsaber and he just mm-hmm. laughs. Yeah. Exactly. That's when you're it's, like, Ooh. It's the best thing ever. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. Gendy, Gendy was amazing at Star Wars. Uh, I, I, I would love to see him. Re- like, it's one of those things where I, I wish animation did more of what the live action shows do. And they're like, they bring in other directors. It's like, yeah, we have a set style. We have a set story, but we're bringing you in to bring your flair to it. Like, give me some yeah. Gindy Star Wars again. Um, yeah, I mean, let's get Gindy Star Wars when he's later. not hamstrung by like, because that's Clone Wars when he did what, what he did under pressure. Exactly. Yeah. Now, now let let let's let him loose on some with his own passion. Hey, he would be amazing. Exactly. Um, I would love to see him animate. I know they were going with particular um, artists and and um, whatnot for uh, visions, but I'd love to see him in visions. I'd Absolutely. love to see what he can do with uh, Star Wars let in a modern loose. age. Um, Embo gets another yes. vote from Andy as well. Uh, yeah, I, I, man. I love a big hat. Again, you know, I was kind of joking about Cad Bane, but in general, I like the idea of sending bounty hunters after clones of a bounty hunter. I like mm-hmm. the irony that's there of turning to the scum and villainy to deal with uh, clones and, and this copy. I, 
yeah, if it's if it's Imbo, great. If it's Dirge, great. If it's someone new, yeah, also great. We always need more bounty hunters in the galaxy, far, far away. But if it's IG eighty eight, voiced by Taika Waititi, boom, we've come full circle. He needs to be yeah. every single IG model. I don't care. <laughs> yeah, yes, I, one... I don't object to that. There was there's there's another bounty hunter I was just thinking of, and I cannot remember his darn name. Uh, Jacob and I have this go- ongoing meme. Uh, on in a galaxy, he's from uh, the game. I know he's from the game Star Wars Bounty Hunter, which we watched Montrose? in a galaxy. Montross, yes, that's who it is. He is the bounty hunter, yeah. Boy. I love that game yeah. so much. I, uh, right, <laughs> Jacob and I, it was our first time seeing that, and we were just like, What is this game? This game is <laughs> so incredibly yeah. like it is just yes, too. Yeah, I, it, it, but it was like this game is like so incredibly like it was so it was so goofy, but it was also like yeah, these vibes are good. Like I like these the the vibes we're getting off in these. Um, no, but like I know Django kills Montross in Bounty Hunter, but imagine if they bring him into canon and say that he was just a rival of Django's and they never like fought like that and have mm-hmm. Montross be facing off a bunch of clones against uh, against a bunch of clones of Django. Yeah. No, I, I, I like that a lot because, again, there's the irony there because um, it would, with with them recanonizing Jaster Mareel, he was never decanonized, but they've, they've said, you know, we've seen, all right, Jaster, Django, Boba, we've seen the lineage. That means, all right, Jaster's foil was Montrose. I'd like to see that uh, come full circle for the characters. Uh, and you know what? Because I, I did a, a cop-out answer, I'd also throw in there, um, you know, all the talk of bounty hunters made me think of it. What if we get Boba? What if we get Boba? What if we get Boba and his gang uh, to come after him? That would bring Imbo in as well. Um, and Boss. Yeah. Uh, Boss. That this is the big one for me. Oh, yeah. Um, I, you know, I, I like I like a lot of uh, I like a lot of the juices happening right here. I, I hope uh, Filoni and team are listening. Uh, this is what the people want, Dave. This all is right? what three people what want. The, it's this is what people want. specifically wants. We can speak for him because he's yeah. not here, and you can yeah. trust that we yes. believe him. Um, I also just you know, learned I, that Montross is voiced by Clancy Brown, of all people. Yes, which he is. is just yes, a, a detail that I didn't know. Didn't know I needed to know, but that's great. well. And that was what was funny because when you mentioned it, I was like, yes, because Clancy Brown needs more Star Wars work. <laughs> he does, though. Um, I like, mean, I, he has oh, Ryder Azadi. He has Savage Press. I mean. Mm. He, he's he's in there and he's he's, he's great but like it's clancy brown like you know when he when he came on as writer it's just that's just his voice he's not even doing anything for it like um but uh no i i, I like all of this um who knows what we will get um only dave really but only dave we'll knows. have to wait uh in a few and short months ben we Corbett. will get our answers we will get more Bad Batch, uh, and if you can't tell, we're excited for it and hope uh, that anyone checking this out is as well. And guess what? After the fact, you hear this, you watch this, whatever, let us know. Uh, hit us up on social media and let us know what your thoughts on Bad Batch are, what your hopes and dreams are for Season 2. We promise we will uh, send them all to Dave Filoni and make all of your dreams come true. Mm-hmm. Uh, that so we is have the a promise. Line to Dave Filoni. That's the promise of Nerd Herder. Yeah, because you guys um, are the you guys are the shills, right? You guys are the shills. Yes. Everything and get yes. paid for it. 
And the checks and, in the mail. Speaking of, we've got to go yeah. check, uh, cash our check actually exactly. now. You know, we've got all of two cents for our shilling of the past year. Um, but no, uh, we do uh, receive lovely monies from our patrons, uh, of which you can be Good one plug. if you want. Uh, if you want to support this madness and send our cats to college, you can totally do that, and we will not stop you. Um, we will wonder often why, but you can do it. Uh, in fact, our patrons have some lovely gifts coming out soon uh, for their patronage and just for being cool people. So if you want gifts occasionally, if you want to be included on decisions for content and um, you know share your ideas and passion for Star Wars with us directly, you can totally do that by joining our Patreon. Uh, or you can just happily listen to every episode. Every single um, episode. Thank you so times. much. And you can share it. And you can also do yourself a favor in checking out In a Galaxy podcast. Eli, what do you guys over there in In a Galaxy have coming up that our people can check out? Yeah, thanks so much for having us on, uh, first of all. Second of all, um, we have some great stuff. Uh, as Jacob mentioned, we are in a weird kind of break um, in our show. Like, not break, but like we're in a weird transitionary period where we just finished up the Clone Wars. We just finished up that era. Um, and we're trying to stall for time for Bad Batch Season 2 so we can cover it, not when it's immediately out, because we're, we, we are not. No shade to those who are, we are, but we're just not a news show. We don't like doing things like that close. We want to have a little bit of time for things. Yeah. Uh, but we're doing our we're doing what, it, what we're unofficially calling season ten and a half of Star Wars in a Galaxy, where we're doing the six <laughs> Vision shorts that take place before the original trilogy. Um, okay. We did two. We just posted that actually an hour or two ago. Um, uh, so you can check that out. Yeah. Um, uh, and uh, on let's see, what day is it on? Uh, also on our YouTube channel on uh, Saturday. Uh, no, that's not true. Uh, I was on a different <laughs> month. On Wednesday, on Wednesday, um, we are uh, debuting Epic Confrontation Three. Uh, we run a monthly trivia show. Um, we are doing. We have um, uh, good friends of I know this show and our show, um, Alden Diaz and Jared the Dark Jedi facing off. Mm -hmm. um, no matter what you think is going to happen in the match, I can tell you you're wrong. I was not prepared for this one. Like, it is crazy what goes on. Um, and it, it's, it's a real treat to, it was a real treat to do. Um, and we're excited. And we also um, announced the next two that we're doing. Um, Ooh, so, looking forward to yeah, that. Yeah, hey, we have those. I some bird facts and I'm down. <laughs> bird <laughs> trivia. Boop, we'll throw down. <laughs> uh awesome yeah. well yeah and and as we mentioned up top when we were thinking of um well obviously we were going to talk about bad batch but when we were thinking of all right who are our star wars animation friendos uh obviously you guys came to mind um you are uh lovely and passionate people when it comes to uh star wars as a whole but you love animation and we love you so it was an absolute joy and easy choice uh to have you all join us and we will have to do it again very, very soon. Absolutely. Again, season two is coming out. Um, uh, Resistance Remembered's anniversary is coming up. It's not as celebrated as Rebels Remembered, but I, I celebrate it in my heart every year because uh, I miss that dang show uh, so much. Resistance but, is so great. Oh, uh, so, so under. Everyone do yourselves a favor. Stop everything you're doing, including this podcast, 
no. and go watch. No, no, no. Well, do finish the podcast and then go watch. And then watch Power Resistance. Yeah, join exactly. us. Join no, us. Th- I've been an- I've been annoying to people because um, not enough people in our uh, friend group and who I'm inviting on for the trivia stuff have seen Resistance, <laughs> so I don't put it in. But I've yeah. like six or seven times been like, "Can I please put it in? I want to though." <laughs> Like you I should do ask it questions about resistance. them to watch it for for trivia sake. If you want to win, I I've been yeah I've been I've been really considering it. I've I've been really considering it. Uh, it'd be amazing. The um, ultimate battle between Scotty Jero and Jared the Dark Jedi resistance trivia. It's just yes. it's just an entire match of resistance questions. Exactly. <laughs> oh man, that would be an amazing one. Um, but yeah, uh, so many future things that we can uh, and will uh, collaborate on. So you'll see these good boys back again. Uh, and we uh, wish you, Eli, and of course, Jacob in spirit uh, very well uh, in your future content and look forward to having you on again soon. In the meantime, though, absolutely, everybody else, you can stay scrubbed. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. You know, this is, excuse me, a damn fine cup of coffee.